presence. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him, all nations shall serve him. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. Prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. His name shall endure forever, his name shall be continued as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him, all nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things, and blessed be his glorious name for ever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and Amen. In his youth, Solomon made David's choice his own. And for many years he walked uprightly. His life marked with strict obedience to God's commands. Early in his reign he went with his counselors of state to Gibeon, where the tabernacle that had been built in the wilderness still was. And there he united with his chosen advisers, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, the judges, and every governor in all Israel, the chief of the fathers, in offering sacrifices to God and in consecrating themselves fully to the Lord's service. Comprehending something of the magnitude of the duties connected with the kingly office, Solomon knew that those bearing heavy burdens must seek the source of wisdom for guidance, if they would fulfill their responsibilities acceptably. This led him to encourage his counselors to unite with him heartily in making sure of their acceptance with God. Above every earthly good, the king desired wisdom and understanding for the accomplishment of the work God had given him to do. He longed for quickness of mind, for largeness of heart, for tenderness of spirit. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, Ask what I shall give thee. In his answer, the young and inexperienced ruler gave utterance to his feeling of helplessness and his desire for aid. Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, he said, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech pleads the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. Because this was in thine heart, God said to Solomon, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet 
hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the like. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. God promised that as he had been with David, so he would be with Solomon. If the king would walk before the Lord in uprightness, if he would do what God had commanded him, his throne would be established and his reign would be the means of exalting Israel as a wise and understanding people, the light of the surrounding nations. The language used by Solomon while praying to God before the ancient altar at Gibeon reveals his humility and his strong desire to honor God. He realized that without divine aid, he was as helpless as a little child to fulfill the responsibilities resting on him. He knew that he lacked discernment, and it was a sense of his great need that led him to seek God for wisdom. In his heart, there was no selfish aspiration for a knowledge that would exalt him above others. He desired to discharge faithfully the duties devolving upon him, and he chose the gift that would be the means of causing his reign to bring glory to God. Solomon was never so rich or so wise or so truly great as when he confessed, I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Those who today occupy positions of trust should seek to learn the lessons taught by Solomon's prayer. The higher the position a man occupies, the greater the responsibility that he has to bear, the wider will be the influence that he exerts, and the greater his need of dependence on God. Ever should he remember that with the call to work comes the call to walk circumspectly before his fellow men. He is to stand before God in the attitude of a learner. Position does not give holiness of character. It is by honoring God and obeying His commands that a man is made truly great. The God whom we serve is no respecter of persons. He who gave to Solomon the spirit of wise discernment is willing to impart the same blessing to his children today. If any of you lack wisdom, His word declares, Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. When a burden-bearer desires wisdom more than he desires wealth, power, or fame, he will not be disappointed. Such a one will learn from the great teacher not only what to do, but how to do it in a way that will meet with the divine approval. So long as he remains consecrated, the man whom God has endowed with discernment and ability will not manifest an eagerness for a high position, neither will he seek to rule or control. 
Of necessity, men must bear responsibilities. But instead of striving for the supremacy, he who is a true leader will pray for an understanding heart to discern between good and evil. The path of men who are placed as leaders is not an easy one, but they are to see in every difficulty a call to prayer. Never are they to fail of consulting the great source of all wisdom. Strengthened and enlightened by the master worker, they will be enabled to stand firm against unholy influences and to discern right from wrong, good from evil. They will approve that which God approves and will strive earnestly against the introduction of wrong principles into his cause. The wisdom that Solomon desired above riches, honor, or long life, God gave him. His petition for a quick mind, a large heart, and a tender spirit was granted. God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country, and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, and his fame was in all nations round about. And all Israel feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. The hearts of the people were turned toward Solomon, as they had been toward David, and they obeyed him in all things. Solomon was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him, and magnified him exceedingly. For many years Solomon's life was marked with devotion to God, with uprightness and firm principle, and with strict obedience.